Hey, everybody, welcome in. It's The Wrap with uh, Tom Mazaway and Clarence Black here on NRM Streamcast. We're live from the Jim Reels friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios. Our phone number, 844-999-9249. Remember, uh, check us out on the Hey19, hashtag Hey19 on all social media. We're trying to get you through this COVID-19 and uh, Easter uh, weekend we just passed up. And how was uh, Easter weekend uh, quarantined? It was good, man. Blacks. We did a little. We did a little Easter egg hunt with the kids. I saw that. You know, man, it's on just Facebook. To, I dig we, that. You tried to make the most of it, baby. Just tried to make the most of it. You know, it's um, you just do what you can. How about you, man? What'd you do? We did the same thing. Woke up early. Well, not too early, but early was like ten o'clock, <laughs> which is early nowadays. And uh, kids had their hunt, their Easter egg hunt. Beat each other up to try to get you know find the the right egg. My daughter, my Maddie, my littlest, found the least amount of eggs, but she found. She found the egg with the money in it. Nice. So she hit the jackpot on that one. Not much of a yeah, jackpot. I hit, but I hit, we did some out in the front. We did some in the garage. We made them. Oh, that's it. good. You and went outside. The winner, the winner gave a winner twenty bucks. I like it for winning. It was nice, competitive. Yeah. Like my one, my my one daughter. She's like, oh, she's like, is it a competition? I'm like, everything's a competition. <laughs> that's kid. it. That's Life's it. a competition. Amen. Kid. Amen. We cooked like, up a good go. cooked up a good dinner. We made. Uh, some steaks. We had some fillets. We had some uh, ribeyes. Nice. I barbecued them. I think I over. I, I know I overcooked them a little bit. Oh, I hate overcooking a steak. Oh, I blew it. Bad. Did you let it sit out for a while? We did. We let it breathe. Okay. But I mean, that. before you cook. Yeah, yeah. We let it. We How let long? it sit 12 out. Twelve hours. No, like a an hour. Oh no, twelve. Give it twelve. You don't leave meat out for twelve hours. What are you talking about. They age meat for longer than that. They age meat for in, days in refrigerators. Dude. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Leave it out. Not out without not without being refrigerated. You can leave the meat out. You're gonna throw it on a hot ass grill. You don't put cold ass meat on a hot grill. You shock it. That's horrible. It wasn't cold. It was out for at least an hour. Oh, that's not long enough, man. Oh, please. Remind me not to eat a Tell steak me, at your bro, house. My, my meat is phenomenal. <laughs> speaking of, of best steak you ever had. Speaking of our good friends out there, not a, not meat, by the way. Visit your local Tim Hortons drive through because hey. We're still open. They know it's difficult times, and day-to-day routines have changed, but you can still count on your favorite cup of Tim Hortons coffee. We're encouraging all of our guests to use the payment feature on the Tim Hortons app so you have a low-contact restaurant experience. You can also order ahead and earn points towards free items. Now let me tell you all the real truth about Tim Hortons, baby. Don't. Yeah. Let me tell you about this coffee I got in this nice Yeti of mine here. Let me tell you something, baby. When you go to Tim Hortons, you tell them – you want your coffee hot and black mm-hmm. and rich. Yeah, baby. You tell them you want that Clarence black coffee, and they're going to have it for you, too. Piping yeah. hot and black. That's the only way you take that coffee. Thanks, baby. Billy D. Yeah, baby. You the man. Hey, Stevie put out some uh, good notes for us here today. Uh, last show, we talked about the Lions, of course, where their trade options rank. This four trade options here ESPN puts them out trade with Miami trade with the Chargers trade with the Jags or trade with the Raiders for that number 3 pick you like the Raiders one yes. because in this scenario that's a, this isn't no this isn't black and white here no. this is their guess yeah. that the Lions would pick up three picks for that number 1 pick and you like that number 12 19 and 80 what i like more is that they get you know six of the top 85 picks in the in the draft they need assets. Like, all we keep hearing, man, is assets. I mean, the biggest complaint about this team, oh, we didn't have enough talent. Oh, we didn't have enough depth. Well, now you get assets. 
So I get it, man. You know, Okuda, Simmons, Tua, whatever. Like, is if that one guy, if you're not gonna if you're not gonna just go ahead and say we're drafting the face of our franchise, whatever, whatever it is, that number three pick is gonna be the face. Then no, man, I ain't with that. Get the top, get the six guys. All right, so it's some, it's good stuff, good fodder to talk about. Did you get a chance to watch any of that? Horse competition <laughs> over the weekend. No. I didn't watch it either. I know the Hell NBA no. NBA's trying to do it, but unless this guy, our next guest, is in it, I'm not going to watch it. It's our good friend, uh, my good buddy Rick Mahorn, joins us. Former bad boy. He's the baddest of them all. We know that. Former NBA champion. Well, Rick Mahorn joins us. I've been former. You're not former, man. You're not former. All right. Then, you're you're the man. Keep that bad moniker there. <laughs> Always. The baddest bad boy of them all. Thanks to George uh, giving you that nickname. We love you, Rick. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Just quarantined and uh, praying for the frontliners and the people who are out there sacrificing themselves for, you know, for this, this uh, quarantine, man. It's, uh, you have to pray for them, and you got to make sure that people keep that social distancing. Amen, man. Rick Mahorn, of course, uh, radio analyst for the Detroit Pistons as we speak. Out of Hampton, of course, the Hampton Pirates. What would you feel, uh, March Madness, not being here this year, Rick? Well, it's kind of crazy because at that particular time I was, uh, you know, we were there for the Big Ten tournament. Yep. And next thing you know, uh, five minutes before the game even <laughs> was about to start, it was like, okay, there's already no spectators, but this time it was like, okay, no game. It was canceled. So. It's been huge, you know, as far as uh, across the country with no sports. And y'all were just talking about that, uh, what was it, the horse. Yeah, the horse. I was up there supposed to commentate on some uh, uh, NBA 2K. And I was like, why ain't they have Buddha do it? Some old school players that have been playing that game for a long time. See if they could beat up on them young dudes. That would be fun, man. That would be something I'd watch. Hey Rick, so everybody's talking about Rudy Gobert's patient zero. What what's your take on this whole, you know, I, I guess you can't call it anything other than drama between him and, and and Donovan Mitchell. I mean, you man, you know the stuff you played, you had relationships with guys and good, bad, whatever. What is your take on this whole idea where Mitchell's saying that their relationship is irreparable? Well, the thing is, I mean, I, I've never been in that situation because I mean, we we all congregated together as basket, as a team, you know, if somebody gets the flu, then somebody else may get the flu. And those things are very rare. If you don't know that you have something and you're out there being uh, very crazy with it by touching a whole bunch of objects, then that's your responsibility on yourself. Is it repairable? I mean, it's basketball. It ain't like you like everybody that you play with. You just learn to deal with it and keep going. I mean, sometimes you can say one thing and, knowing that a person is very sorry that he did something or to create a new environment for somebody, then, it, you know, you try to replace it, but then what What else can they do? Are they going to trade everybody? Rick Mahorn joins us here, Detroit Pistons analyst, of course, uh, world champion back in 1989 and uh, very recognizable, of course, one of the most recognizable Pistons uh, of all time, of course, with Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, and Bill Lambeer and the rest of the team. What a team that was. And I've watched the bad boys 30 for 30 probably twice in, in the last uh, few months here. I'm, I'm getting a lot of those 30 for 30s hey, in, man, Rick. Wait, I got to tell you what I you thought. Must was... a, you must ain't got nothing else to watch. You no. ain't watching Tiger King or anything oh, like man. that. Are you kidding me? Them, them beautiful. I mean, I ain't watching that crap. Either. I am. <laughs> I love that. 
I'm a, I'm a sports you guy. Look like them. Well, what can I tell you, man? What can I tell you? Hey, they played the, Why do I have you on? Just for insults. That's why. So that for some, for whatever, for Rick, for for whatever reason, man, the NBA is they're playing these old games, and they they love. They love to put the Pistons and stuff, I think, because it's it's just such a brand of basketball we don't see anymore. And, of course, they played the Philadelphia-Detroit game uh, with the fight. And that image of Isaiah throwing them punches at you and your reaction is is <laughs> priceless. I've always wanted to ask you, man, what was going through your head when he's throwing it? And it, I mean, they're not connecting. And it's hilarious because you just look at it. look like it's one of your kids. <laughs> I was waiting for his big brother to come out of the crowd so I could have a fight. <laughs> but, you know, we laugh about that, Isaiah. We just talked to him another day. We always keep in contact with all the bad boys, Mark, Bill, Buddha, Vinny, and, you know, just making sure John Sally. We're making sure everybody's safe, first and foremost, and our families are safe. But we talk about things. We laugh. We joke. And no big headland beer get on. And we have some fun. We had some fun with it, but we did something very special for Detroit. We love Detroit. We represented Detroit, and that's why, you know, I'm still here and enjoying what what Detroit has to give. It's a tough, one of those tough cities that you love to hate, but you once you're here, you love to love. Amen, man. I watched you guys when I was in New Jersey at the time, and I just loved it. I loved when you guys walked off the court you know, against the Bulls. No, I, thought, I wasn't there. No, I know, but I'm, sure talking, right. I'm talking Pistons in general. I'm talking pistons in general, yeah. but I love the bad boys. You were there for the first year of the bad boys. That's yeah. all. That's all that matters. But I would have. I, I would have walked off the yes. court too. Why? Well, I, I know you would. Somebody's hand. Exactly. It, it ain't. It ain't about being nice. It's about no. you beat us. Okay, then go ahead and do your thing. And Jordan, of course, talked crap about you know about the team uh, just the day before that, saying they're bad for basketball. Blah blah blah. I don't blame you. Not one bit. Well. The things, a lot of the rules have changed, but you know what? It's still basketball. You miss it now because it would keep you, you know, that's why you, you find it on ESPN and NBA TV and even at Fox Sports Detroit. They're showing a lot of games yep. that, you know what? You got to make sure you fill somebody's mind because if you look at the other side of it, you want, you know, you got to get through this together. Uh, and we have to have that human nature that sports used to keep us busy in times of, uh, crisis but now you don't have any sports you have nothing and you just got to make sure that uh you keep yourself focused in on the next day nba champion and detroit legend rick mahorn kind enough to join us here so let's talk about just the current state of affairs in general in this town with Mm -hmm. the sports teams rick because we mads and i always talk about you know the teams that we love the teams that we we can't get enough of the 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 guys we we hold up 84 tigers you know 89 90 pistons 2004 you know pistons it, it's about identity you guys were able to grab some red wings 97 red wings i, I yeah. no disrespect to lead them out uh, you guys grabbed something but it was you had it and we latched on to it as you look at the state of affairs with the Pistons, where I mean, where does where does it need to start? Do, do they need to to draft the quote unquote guy, or is it the owner? Is it the GM? Like, where do you? How do we get the identity and the culture back? Well, the thing is, you got to build that with within the team. You have to have uh, uh, players that have that kind of um, mindset of well, we're going to work hard regardless, win, lose, or draw, and that's what it's all about. Does it? Does one player take you? To the next level, they had the chance to have Isaiah when he first got here. But you know what? You have to draft right. 
and you make sure that these guys are all on the same page. And that's how you represent Detroit. That's the identity that you have to have. It's a hard hat, you know, a lunch pail type city where, you know, you roll up your sleeves and you keep going out there working. Nobody's going to beat you out working. And once it's, once you start out working the other people on the court, then you attract a lot of different pieces like the time when we, you know, the time uh, in 04 that you got a Rasheed Wallace yeah. because you had a Ben Ben Wallace and you had a Chauncey Billups and also a Rip Hamilton and Tayshawn. You had some yeoman people. But to get over the hump, you find those people that can help you get over the hump to win a championship. Hey, go back to that old fourteen for a second, Rick. Uh, I don't like them boys. I know you weren't on that team, but you do like them. I know you do. <laughs> we had a whoop. We had a whoop. No, no, wait a minute. Okay. So you know why you said that? Because she, you know, she hold that up to this day. She always talking that about the. Hey, uh, let me tell you something. She, she smoked too much. <laughs> we know that. We know that. It's legal. Now listen, listen. Go back to that old fourteen for a minute. And you heard Carmelo yeah. Anthony about a month ago saying. If Detroit would have drafted me instead of Darko, we would have won at least two more championships. What's your take on Carmelo coming to the Pistons then? Well, sometimes, you know, when you look at it, you look at the team franchises like the San Antonio Spurs was lucky to get a, a have a David Robinson, but to get a Tim Duncan, and yep. they won five championships there. The thing is, Pistons went to the finals, and then the thing you want to do if you did have a guy like Carmelo Anthony and his talent, he wouldn't be that player who he is now because then there would have been more of a team mindset. But you know what? They probably would have won more. They went to the finals the following year, lost to the San Antonio Spurs by well, by Big Shot Bob. Yep, we left them alone. Rashid. Yeah. <laughs> Rashid, yeah. Rashid so, left them alone. So the thing is, you look at it and you say, woulda, coulda, shoulda, but it was like, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Even though Darko turned out not to be the player that everybody expected, and, and Carmelo became an, uh, a future Hall of Famer, but you know those are different paths. And if you can rewrite the whole the whole path, you'd be doing a lot of things different. Rick Mahorn joins us here. Tom Azaway, Clarence Black on NRM Streamcast. Rick, I want to get your thoughts on the. Um... On the palace, man. It, oh, not it, the palace. I'm well, still crying, man. Me too. Yeah, and I, and I, I, I don't want to hear nothing about me that. Me too. What? Me too. What don't people? Because a friend of mine was like, "Yo, y'all making a big deal," and I'm like, "Dude, you don't like the." What don't people from other NBA cities understand about the piston fan relationship with the palace, man? Well, that was three championships. <laughs> you got to figure that's three championships yep. that yes. is now rubble even though we understand what progress is and how to have a new arena and move down into Detroit. This is something that, you know, when your powers that be wanted to be in Detroit, and this is, you know, what happens. What 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 happens as well with Tiger Stadium, the same thing. You, you lose all of that uh, heritage, but it's time to have new modern technology type things, and that's what you do in life. This is all about progression, and if it doesn't, you know, it, it all depends on what's next after that. That was a 30-plus year building, yep. and you got to figure it withstood the sands of time, but it was just, you know, time for a change. Mr. Davidson, uh, he'll go down as, I think, one of the best owners in sports. Uh, what was your take? Uh, uh, what was your memory, memories of him? 
oh man, Mr. B knew he knew your kids' names. <laughs> it got to the point how's the kids doing? Yeah. And then you go like, oh, Mr. B, you know, oh, how's Derek doing? Or how's Alexandria doing? Or you know, you sit there and had conversations with him. He was an old school type guy, you you know, not seen a lot, but you know what? You miss him. Uh, it was fun, and you know, life goes on. And hopefully, we can we get that all back together here with the these Pistons today. They took this team apart, uh, you know, midseason. They took them apart. They traded Andre Drummond away finally. And this was a team I, I went to the arena and watched them a lot. I watched a lot of Piston games this year, and I, I kind of, I knew they weren't going to win the championship, obviously, but I kind of liked this team. I really did like the way they played, and they did it without Blake as well. And but a guy like Christian Wood comes out of nowhere. There's a guy, one of the last guys to make this team, and uh, what do you think of him and his future? Well, I think, you know, timing helps out a lot, and then the next man up mentality also helps out a lot because if you get a chance and opportunity to showcase your skills, this is a format when you walk on the court, as I did, every time you walk on the court, you're auditioning for 29 other teams, not only your only team, but I like the what Coach Casey has done with the team, making sure that they play hard. May not win a lot of games, wasn't winning a lot of games with Andre, so why not try to you know, see what you can do and don't hold, don't hinder yourself and make sure that you're better prepared for the future moving forward. And that's how you build a franchise that can withstand, uh, withstand trying to win games and trying to get back into the playoffs and to win a championship. One of the coolest things that ever happened to me in my, in my life, man, Rick Mahorn, I'm a sophomore at Country Day. I'm working Rick's camp and He's got all the kids. Yeah, Clarence, he, you still owe me money because you, you are, no man. You owe me my money, whatever, man. You're lazy, so, you're lazy. You and Shane, all y'all were hey, lazy. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm gonna tell you what. Rick, Rick, Rick changed my thinking, and this, this is what he did. He he would always talk to the kids. If he had a speaker, or the speaker was he running. He drove late, you to the army. He would he would he would talk to them. And, but so one of the kids was basically said something about, oh, well, you you just a big man. You can't shoot. And let me tell you what what your boy did, Rick started talking to this, like basically talking to one kid, yeah. but talking to everybody. And he was like, listen here, man. And he stood at the high school three, which is, you know, the NBA mid-range or whatever. He went around that key four straight times and didn't miss. And then he told them the 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 best piece of advice I ever heard could help me as a player. And what he said was, is I'm being paid to do what I have to do so the team could win. I have I'm a professional basketball player. There's nothing out here I can't do. Yeah. And that I have worked on. And literally like these kids, like everybody like I'm talking mouths wide open. <laughs> 14, 8 to 14 mouths wide open. And I'm I'm the same way. But what he was saying was is at this level it is about what do you do and what you bring to the table. So Rick, I wanted to ask you Doc Rivers was saying that the biggest criticism he has on college guys is they come to the NBA thinking about themselves and they just they're not ready to be a professional and listen. How did you figure out cuz you can clearly shoot there's more to your game than we ever saw. How did you find that comfort to just say okay, I know I can do all this but I'm I'm going to do this. How did you make that piece well, so you, fast? You you make the Clarence, you make that transition by saying, okay, you're not the everybody can score getting in the NBA. But what makes you different from anybody else that can score is the fact that hey, I can play, I can, I can rebound, I can, I can play defense, and if I can do that, I can have a 19, 19 year career in the NBA. And all of a sudden, that changes the mindset. Plus, as well, 
people will be looking at you a lot. I didn't know you can shoot. Well, then <laughs> that wasn't my job. <laughs> my my job was to play defense and rebounding. But if I can give you an added bonus in scoring, that's even yeah. better. So when kids or when people come into the professional ranks, find out what your niche is. They don't need a lot of they don't need a lot of scoring. You know, certain guys can score, and this is where they run their offense through. But how can you be that complimentary player? What do you need? Because when I left Detroit, I went to Philadelphia. And once I got down there, next thing you know, I can score. And they were going like, well, you couldn't score in Detroit. Yeah, that wasn't my role. You had Barkley with you in Philly. That had to be a hell of a duo. You had you and Jeff Rulin in, in Washington. That was a hell of a duo. The Bruce Brothers, man. Everywhere you went, you had a partner in crime. I mean, it, it must be. Let's see. What was the main constant? Me. Yep. You. <laughs> you know. You know what you I noticed, love that man. You know what you notice, Matt? He's like, so he's so down to earth. Everybody hates Isaiah and hates Lambeer, but Rick gets off pretty clean. Yeah. It's like, nah, oh yeah. No, why? Why cool. not? I'd rather them hate them than me. I'm, I'm still. You know. You know. It's funny though, Clarence and, and Max. The funny thing that about it is that I was on a show with Isaiah and um, Kevin McHale. I told Kevin McHale I didn't like him in 1980 because I got cut from the Olympic team because he came in after the Pan Am Games. And so I said, I wanted to kick your butt every day. You know, I don't like you and I don't like you now, but I learned to love you (laughs) in the same way. He, You know, we have the same respect. So you got Larry Bird that can't stand Lambeer, and even till this day he won't talk to him. I love Larry Bird to talk to me. Oh, it's love. That's great, awesome. man. I, that, that's another thing I watched. The 30 for yes. 30 with the Lakers and oh. the Celtics. Man, the hate. This the, the hate. hate bro. Man, and the Celtics owned them, man. They owned them, and I hated Boston. I hate Boston. I still hate them. I still hate Boston. I do. I despise them. I hate LA. Me too. Does that, is that just flat out missing from it the is game? Missing. Is it just, is it just yeah. missing from the NBA? Everyone's just friends pure, now. Just pure animosity. Yeah, it is missing because, you know, you have the different setup. you got to remember, in high school, you had to stay in that same high school district. Now you can go, you have the choice to go to any school you want to, and as long as it ain't public transportation, you can get a ride over the country day. The thing is, well, you know, you change so much, and then you do this uh, AAU, and if you don't like that coach, you go to another coach. So it changes a lot, and I blame it. Am I blaming AAU? No, I'm. I'm just blaming more of let's just you know stay where we you know you grew up. You didn't have to change your um your address to go to a different school. Hey Rick, man, thanks so much for taking a few minutes of your time hey, with Maz, us today. Make sure the checks in the mail. You I got it. The mail, no problem, sure man. I, 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 I forgot your address, so but we'll, we'll figure it money. out. Yeah, Clarence, money. Clarence, I, get my I pray money. for you. I don't 92. like that dude. Ninety-two. <laughs> you hear him? You don't yeah. like me. Yeah, I, I good, get it. Man. Thanks, brother. <laughs> we look forward to hearing you again, man. Hurry back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't bother me. Call champion while you're at it. Tell him we said I give my best. See you later, man. That's Rick Mahorn, the baddest boy of them all. Man, all he does is insult me. He was on the phone with me before, just insulting me. Great dude, man. (laughs) Great dude. You know when you get insulted by Mahorn, you've been insulted by one of the best. Yes. But like, remember, I I think I was having this guy. It's like, man, the guy that everybody loves. He's the guy everybody loves, man. It pissed me off, man. And I wasn't here in 90. But when the, and the expansion draft happened and the Timberwolves took him, then Trader Jack tried to get him back. Yeah. But it, they couldn't. 
the Timberwolves, but he never played for Minnesota. They traded his rights to Philly, and that's where he hooked up with Barkley. Then he wound up with the Nets and beat our. And people forget they beat our ass, and that they couldn't. The Pistons couldn't couldn't beat that Philly team to save their life, man. The really? Pistons had trouble with two teams that weren't the Bulls. Yeah, they had trouble with the Cavs and the Sixers. Those were two teams that gave him hell. People forget Mark. Pry- hey, listen, I, I get Rick back on. He'll tell you. I remember that, man. I remember thinking, like, dude, who is this little Mark Price? I'd be like, dude, this, would somebody please guard this dude? He was such a And little... Brad Doherty in his uh, prime with the, the short hairline yep. Brad Doherty? Not oh, NASCAR yeah. Brad Doherty, which no, threw no. me off by I him. got it. I got it. Yeah, man. Those are the good days, oh. man. And you know what? You don't get those anymore because you got LeBron James out yeah. there making teams like, like he's in a schoolyard. Just, I hate it. it. I hate it. That's why I can't, I can't appreciate him because I think he's taking this game – and I think he's – I don't care how good he is, how but great I will, he is. I, will tell you I don't remember, like what he did to the I will the game. tell you to remember this too, though. It's He's not blameless <clears throat> in this regard, man. Run your franchise. Players like to go – remember, in 04, so from 03 to 0- whatever to, to 10 or whatever it was, they had that that run of, of oh, God, conference, yeah. conference Eastern, Eastern Conference. Fun, I think six in a row. But think of how many guys came here. They weren't complaining. You want to go to culture, you want to win. LeBron takes the winning wherever he goes. So, yeah, LeBron can make a dysfunctional organization. He can put them in the playoffs. Think about that. One guy can put yeah, a dysfunctional. Different. There is no organization LeBron can't go to there in the playoffs. The yeah. Knicks, name one. But that, yeah, That's power. But I know. But he has to bring his boys with him. It's power. That's the power. You want to be in the playoffs? You think James Dolan, name an owner that wouldn't take him right now. Well, I was always mad that he didn't go to the Knicks. I might have liked him if he went to the next. Too dysfunctional. But that's my point, man. Get your get your get your stuff straight. Man. Players players are no different than anybody else, man. You want to work for a jacked up organization? Not really. No. That's why the Knicks are the spirit of 1973. Exactly. Give me a break, will you, man? Thanks to David and Angel behind the glass. Steven as well. Clarence Black, Tom Mazaway. Oh, uh, Rick Mahorn, man. That was fun. Hey. Love getting insulted by Rick. Again, all our first responders, doctors, nurses, all you guys out there on the street. All you business owners, man, we love you. Keep doing your thing. Everybody stay up. We're going to get through this together. Stay healthy, everyone. It's Maz on NRM Streamcast.